All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The Daily Face-Off Podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs Bondi. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I am your host, Brock Segan, as you heard in the new intro. And we got Dylan D. Berthium to my left, Michael Beebs Bondi to my right. New We're day, talking right-wingers today. So, with that being said, to my right, Michael Beebs Bondi. Started off top Does, ten right wingers at the position. Doesn't even position. let me warm right up. Wings. I'm coming in cold. Expects me to just go. Just it's redundant. Like, top eleven. Top eleven. Grammatically fine, but it was redundant. Has me just trying to say top name, right like, wing at the position. Nikita Kucherov, number one right wing. Never wingers. heard of him. Nikita Kucherov out in Tampa. 128 points last year. 48 power play points. More than an assist per game at 87 a game. This is realistically the only person who could compete with Connor McDavid. This per game. Yeah, crazy. Um, realistically, the only person who could compete with Connor McDavid for the top spot in drafts, and in my opinion, should almost be going before him. Who are you picking, Beebs? You got the first pick. Who are you picking? I'm taking Kucherov, and I'm going to take. Same. Brock's going to get pissed at me for this reasoning, but just strictly because of the strength of the position. No, yeah, yeah. it's um, totally. No, fine. we uh, we're literally all in agreement. Yeah, I would no, take exactly. Kucherov. I just uh, yeah, it's just there's too many centers, and yeah. there's there is like legit like the top seven right wingers maybe. Eight mm-hmm. are fucking awesome, and just like, but then after that, it's like it six, falls yeah. off the map, and then in the center, like you can get Sebastian Aho in like the fifth round. Yeah. Right I know now. when we were doing this, it's like the tenth winger. Take your pick, like yeah, yeah. It's oh, be whatever. Cares. Throw it in a bag, yeah. Except all of our eight, top ten is probably going to be yeah. the same because just number the, ten is our boy. Yeah, and those pieces around <laughs> compared to you know James Neal, um, 
Leon Dreisaitl is phenomenal. But other than that, Connor's not working with what Cooch is. But number two, I got Patrick Kane. Um, this guy's another model of consistency. I've got Vladimir Tarasenko um, over Kane again this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, imagine. Um, but he does that. He does this year after year. He's top five scoring talent. Um, he's almost a sure bet to get at least 80. Um, and that's almost laughable for him. Um, he's been averaging 90 plus points his last four seasons. This is a guy who year in and year out, um, is going to get you goal scoring as well as assists. Not much more I can say about Patty Kane other than he's um, Patty Kane. He's Patty Kane. So going to use that number three. This is where a couple of us might vary, but we might not. Um, my boy out in Colorado signed the goddamn offer sheet. Miko Rantanen, 31 goals, 56 assists for 87 points last year. And that's with a little bit of an injury riddled season. Um, Colorado's made it quite known that they're willing to commit to their top line of Landis Cog, McKinnon, and Rantanen, or if not, at least McKinnon and Rantanen, which is all you need there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was leading the league in scoring for, what was it, four or five months there? Um, and uh, before Kucherov just went on an absolute blast, I mean, they were both just on a tear, but Rantanen decided to slow down, come down to earth. Kucherov didn't. If he could be 80% of the player he was during that short little bit there for all 82 games, I think this is a guy who has a realistic chance to crack over 90 points. Um, even a hundred, if you can stay healthy, I think just with the talent up top and, uh, my wishful thinking, um, honestly, what has him above Mitch Marner for me here is just strictly the fact that I do think Rantanen will get signed before Marner in camp, but that's just ridiculous speculations. Uh, <laughs> Beeves breaking have, news again. Dude, I think it's fair. Real. I don't, but like, I, I, I think I Marner is definitely yeah, the one Marner, yeah. most likely to miss time at this point, yeah, which I'm sure there's going to be at least one or two of them that yeah. aren't signed by the drop of the puck, but and where Marner um, doesn't beat him is just it's just the goal scoring yeah. for Rantanen that puts him up there for me. Um, just Marner's an assist machine. Um, they're both machines actually. Um, where Marner might get a few more points, I'll take a few more goals from Rantanen. Um, I love this guy. I think he's only developing into more and more of a better player. Um, and with that's going to come scarily enough. Um, hopefully, seasons like last year, if not better. So you have Mitch Marner at four, you're saying? Uh, awkward. I actually have him at five because I got big pasta at okay. four. Yeah. So you just went one through yeah. five. Yeah, but I, I got felt the same, I should just kind of talk about the same as well. Yeah. I have the same top two. Oh, uh, you're, you're changing it up a little bit? Can I got I, Cooch I go and then? then I got Kane. Uh, well, got, it seems like I should go because you got Well, the same I'm just going to say I got the same top five, and I'll sure. just rattle off my projections. 43 goals, 70 assists, yeah. 113 points for Kucherov. Love that. Patrick Kane, 38 goals, 58 assists, 96 points. Miko Rantanen, 32 goals, 59 assists, 91 points. David Pasternak, 37 goals, 43 assists for 80 points. Mitch Marner, 26 goals, 60 assists for 86 points. If he plays 82 games, obviously you got to bump him down a little bit. Um that's We're a, gonna talk that's a pretty this. tame projection if yeah. you think he's going to play 82. We're going to talk about this a little bit uh, later uh, as we get closer to the actual season if these guys remain without contracts. Uh, obviously, if your league is smart, you guys are waiting as long yeah. as possible to do drafts, and that way you can get a better handle on this. So. Uh, we're going to wait a few episodes to really dive into the RFA stuff uh, as we get closer to, you know, middle of the training camp. These guys are still holding out. We've got drafts going on. Then we'll talk about it. But for now, uh, 26 and 60, 86 points for Mitch Marner at number five. Uh, D, let's hear how different your top five is. Yeah, I got Kutrov one. I got Kane two. I think Kane's got a real chance or a real uh, case for being a top five fantasy pick this season. 
he really was the driving force behind Chicago's offensive resurgence last year. Uh, registered 44 goals, career-high 66 assists, shot a career-high 341 times, uh, shot 12.9% right in line with his career mark. Uh, on-ice shooting percentage a little bit high, probably a little bit of regression coming there, but I think 100 points is still more than doable for Kane this year. Like I said, only four or five guys I think that have a real argument for going above Kane. One of them is Kucherov, so Kane fin- rolls at number two for me. Yeah, on the I right think I have position. Kane at number six yeah. overall. So. I actually have Pasternak at three. Guy had like 80 yeah, points in 66 games last year. The only reason I have him above Rantanen, uh, I, I think Rantanen, if they both play full 82, I think Rantanen maybe finishes about five points ahead of Pasternak, but I just really trust uh, Pasternak's goal scoring yeah, more, obviously. Thing. As me with uh, yeah, Rantanen with Marner. just yeah, a couple more. I can't right, right, and yeah. even Rantanen, like Rantanen's had to, he doesn't shoot a lot. He's I think like 180, 190 yeah. each of the last two seasons. He's had to shoot like fifteen he hits over two. This yeah, year. he's had to shoot over like fifteen percent in both of those seasons just to score in the high twenties. So his goal scoring scares me a little bit. I still have him at four above Blake Wheeler, who I have at five. Uh, I just think Wheeler has proven himself to be. He's just a. a automatic safe bet to hit 85 points if he's healthy uh and it's the uh, you know him and marner they both play full 82 obviously i like marner more i don't get why you're hating on blake wheeler but you're loving jamie ben doesn't make a whole lot of sense to i know me. i was just saying we're gonna get into back-to-back arguments what man. what's back-to-back so, back episodes so down. what's well, the argument i'm just chilling well, wait, as the, one wait, of them put up 52 points boy, I, anyway i'm uh, not loving jamie Ben. i know i know but uh, I'm yeah, Blake I think you guys are both sleeping on or disrespecting Blake Wheeler a little bit. I didn't see anything in his game last year that suggests there's some real regression coming. His, I still think the Jets are going to score baby. a lot this year. Awesome goals. I'll go. Uh, I'll go later. It's fine, I'll, but we're talking about going over Mitch Marner, and then after that, there's like a 15 point drop off into oh, like expected production. Marner. I know. Oh. Well, I have him over Marner yeah. simply because if I knew Marner was going to play a full yeah. 82, I'd have Marner above. Obviously, I just think there's you know just, he just seems like there's like right. stuck in that okay, but if they thirty goal range. Let's say Marner signs tomorrow. I want to ask both of you. Let's say Marner signs tomorrow. How many more points does he finish with than Wheeler? Oh, eight, like ten, ten to eight. Yeah. So is that really worth drafting Marner over Wheeler if Marner's still unsigned on draft day? Maybe. Yeah. It's not. But I'm taking Marner. But as someone who watches a lot more, you guys are stubborn, and I respect (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to have Marner too. But Um, uh, realistically, if you're looking for the situation, scares you. I just two patient sides there. I just don't think that the Jets have the Jets have really fallen apart this summer. It's more of a knock on the Jets yeah, than it is a knock on Blake Wheeler. So then, what do you? But guy, what are you worried about Blake Wheeler and Mark Scheifele for? They well, the for one, they, they legit—they're like, playing twenty minutes a night yeah, together. Either way, they, with either Kyle Connor, Patrick Liner, and Nikolai Ehlers on their they wing, they fell off a cliff at five v five last year. And, and still this had is a guy points. who had seventy one assists, which is great, but he had thirty plus power play assists. For the second year in a row, that makes me a little bit nervous. 10.7 on-ice shooting percentage makes me a little nervous, especially considering they had like a 44 Corsi 4. He's got a contract, bro. I get it. You have him really low, though. I don't get how you have him him lower than... I have him at 8, but like I just... Because he doesn't score any goals. But he's like got, I can, he does. Like he's like he's you the can, same you can player draft, as Brandon. You can draft Nick Backstrom, who's going to pick up 50 assists for fun. and Yeah, one of them plays center, one of them plays right, right but, wing. But this guy just doesn't score. He's going to score 19 goals and 70 assists. Who cares? All right. I'm over it. Yeah, you're over 90 points. Okay. Noted. Over it. I am. Can I talk about yeah. my top five a bit? You already talked about your no, top No, I five. know, but I didn't get to touch it fully. Um, 
Just basically, I do think if Pasta can stay healthy, he can crack over 100 this time wow. um, in his career. <laughs> Beavs was just sitting on like the boldest take. Yeah, well, he had 81 points in 66 oh, games last year. I mean, at that pace, on 82, he's going to beat it. Well, yeah, I think Pasta's going to have a career. Yeah, I think, he's gonna, I think he's going to beast, monster, but it's a huge, so huge capital IF on that one. That's why I've got him over Mitch Marner. That's why I got him over Mitch Marner as well. Um, but I, I also think that Mitch Marner is one of the best sources of assist. I think he's the best source of assist not named Kucherov. Well, since I just shit on Blake Wheeler for five minutes, I'll do it a little bit more later. But I got to pretty much all my points already. Yeah. Uh, number six, there I've got no point. I've got the point was you think the Jets are going to be worse. They are going to be are. worse. We were talking about them winning. Why the Stanley is his production? Cup this year? They can be worse. They're still going to miss the playoffs. Do what? I just don't get Whoa. how you look at his opportunity, his usage, his limeage, the, the power. It's, it's fine. They're not He's not a top playoffs. five right winger. He scores 20 goals. You really think he's going to put up 70 assists again? Huh? No, I think he's going to put up 85 points, and I think you're really discounting so him. So he's here. guaranteed 100% he's going to put up 65 assists. I think his worst year in the last five years is better than anything else the rest of these guys in the top tens have done, save for Marner. Well, Mark's, well, Kessel, but, you know, Kessel's in Mark Stone, pure stud. He's yeah. my number six. But look at his best year. Look at Wheeler's Here's worst year. Yeah, and Winnipeg. What are we talking about? He's playing about? By, um, by far the best team he's ever played on in his career. Oh, I don't see it. Bro. Playing with... I it. like I like Stone. I have Stone at seven. I just I would rather have Wheeler, for sure. Agree to disagree. Fair. Mark Stone, uh, for me, Common is a guy that can easily those. score over 35 goals this year. A uh, bit of a rocky start. Uh, his usage went down when he moved uh, to Vegas, but that kind of started to adjust itself. Uh, as his time in Vegas wore on. Uh, as a guy that's going to play first-line right-wing minutes, we don't really know who it's going to be with. I would assume it's going to be with like a Marcheseau so and a Stastny or a Marcheseau so and, and, uh, and a Carlson. Uh, remains to be seen, but I really like uh, Mark Stone to score th- over 35 goals with over 35 assists. I think he's a guy that can easily push for 80 this year, uh, 85 um, if all goes well. Vladimir Tarasenko, my boy, uh, number seven, another guy, obviously uh, a guy that I like to score over 35, but he's also a player that could easily crack 40, uh, which can't be said for a lot of these players. Uh, you know, you got a Marner, you got a Miko Rantanen in here um, that aren't really going to score 40. So he uh, he elevates the goal scoring total uh, at the right wing position. Uh, number eight, Blake Wheeler. I have him projected for 24 goals, 59 assists, 83 points, still a good year. But uh, just not the goal production of the rest of these guys. We were talking 15 less goals. Uh, obviously more assists, which is fine. Um, <laughs> it's the same as Martyr and Rantanen. Yeah, but it's just more trustworthy. They're way better. No, they're players. just they're sexier way, picks. Way they're, higher ceilings, in my opinion. They're just, yeah. yeah like, Martyr could go off for 100. Blake Wheeler's not about to go off for 100 on a non-playoff. How can you not discount it that he just, like, there's question he's even going to be able there to start the year? That's fine. But we got this. It's not fun. At this point in time, we got to assume that Mitch Marner is going to be there. I think it's too close to assume he's going to be there. A month ago, I was with you. This happens all the time. Players miss a couple days of training camp. 14 from you know, I think Marner. You know what happened last year with the same management team and a player in the same position with even yeah, it was a disaster. better production? It was a disaster. I would probably try to sign your best player. I agree. Yep. Um, they then, did. Number nine, I've got million. Phil Kessel. Their second best is pissed about it. <laughs> Moves to Arizona. Uh, 29 goals, 50 assists is my projection for, for him in Arizona. Uh, it, this close. is going to be a weird one. Uh, I don't really know. Kessel has like... Phil is going to get whatever he wants to put yeah, into this it's gonna season. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, like Kessel... Yeah. He can get to 85 points if he wants to get to Kessel has points. sleeper and bus written all over. Like, I got some eat, absolute like, crazy Kessel numbers to drop when it comes around. All right, well, I'll just go quickly. My number 10, Timo Meyer. We talked about him briefly 
on last episode, we were, oh, we were up in the air about whether or not he was a left or right winger. We got him in here as a right. I think he's actually a left, but who gives a shit? I got him in uh, for boy. just under 70 points, uh, but he probably – sorry, just over 70 points, 36 goals, 36 Also, assists. last year when me and you got heated about our right wing rankings, do you remember uh, – do you remember the outcome or what the argument was? Yeah, you won that one last oh, year. Yeah. That's why this one's going to yeah. my favorite for sure. It was uh, Brock was had we Tarasenko about, about Patrick I already Kane. brought it up. I don't think we did. I did. I said I got Oh, sorry. You didn't bring it up enough Pat- is what I yeah. meant. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Tarasenko <laughs> above. Well, Patty Kane decided to just be God again all of a sudden. Who yeah. saw that coming? They were supposed to be terrible and they were right super good. Right here. And so actually, Tarasenko just wasn't banking on Tarasenko. Well, he's, he was, uh, you know. We know what we're getting from it was like his worst year. Was I feel, they won the Stanley Cup. So it was I the best like second half of his career, though. Yeah. If that guy could put a full 82 together, yeah. hello. 95 points. Well, I just wouldn't bank on it. No. Is that your 10? <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's my yeah, 10. Speaking of Tarasenko, that's my six, boys. Um, good love the guy and actually hilarious D one of my main points was if he could do anything close to what he did in that second half he's going to have a phenomenal year if he could do that for a full 82 even if he could do yep. it for 60 and then just coast for 22 I'm cool <laughs> with it but uh, just coast. clearly 75 points is his ceiling because he's never made it over the impossible amount but also his floor is also clearly 66 because he can't go below that it's yeah. pretty ridiculous it's just it's that 9 point gap but um, I'm going to take 35 and 35 all day from the 6 best right winger especially since we talked about how weak this position is. Yeah. Um, I expect this team just to keep rolling. They had something good going last year. Gloria. And uh, I kind of expect it to keep going around two this year. Um, Tarasenko, you know, the, the, um, Brock, you, you love him way more than you should. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to actually jump on that train for a little bit. So, yeah, I have him above Mark Stone. But number seven. They won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so no, it was all because of Tarasenko. Clearly, Tarasenko nothing to do with that goal. Um, but Mark Stone, number seven <laughs> for me. Um, Mark Stone kind of falls to me as like a Jonathan Taze type player where he makes a way bigger impact on the ice than he actually does on fantasy teams. But at the same time, he's a phenomenal fantasy player. Can I just interrupt about the Blues for one second? Yeah, hit me, it, Doesn't it feel like all the Blues stocks are like extremely inflated after what um, they did in the state? In the I don't know if they're except inflated. Except for Tarasenko, though. Like, but Tarasenko, I feel like it's a lot of players who normally get slept on, like O'Reilly and, and Shen. never going to get slept on, and Shen's never going to get slept on. Like, Shen's yeah. ADP is actually, like, one. fairly low. Shen's it's like 115. It's, like, a little bit early for me. It's nothing that I would write but like, about. like, O'Reilly's going way early. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it. they're guys that but normally get slept dumb, on. Which is bizarre. Yeah. Like, Tarasenko's the one guy that hasn't seen, like, a Stanley Cup inflation. Well, you know, I think it's because you said he's been so consistent in the fact that he hasn't really broken that point per game plus he's like a ty- he's exactly like Tyler Segan like they have yeah. this, they just like they have just yeah. such a stable yeah, you can't, seal, like floor ants that's why I had I had Tarasenko you did too right above Kessel just because yeah. there's oh yeah just you know Kessel I there's you know there's so many uh, ways Barry that Kessel could score yeah yeah um, exactly. I, I think if I had to put money on it, I'd expect Castle to score more points, but Tarasenko yeah. is just I'm such a safer just, bet. And the lock. goal scoring yeah. is so consistent. That's why I had to put him there. He's just such a lock for like 35-35. Traded Ben for Tarasenko last year in a keeper league. Pretty good yeah. deal, eh, bro? Fantastic deal. I heard that league <laughs> has one of the greatest managers ever. That's exactly. me. Um, Better looking. Number seven, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got Mark Stone, number seven, um, as I mentioned there. Um, this is just someone who... I don't have much more to say about him other than the fact that he's a, he's consistently good for sixty, um, at sixty points at least. And uh, yeah, but after, it's the best team he's ever yeah. played on. It's uh, time for Mark Stone to break out. Yeah, but he also saw great. way less opportunity exactly. when he went over there last season. Yeah. But that was in but the middle I of the said year. That, but then in the second half of his time in Vegas, he started to see an uptick in the playoffs. He started to see an uptick yeah. in minutes. Playoffs. He's gonna play nineteen mm-hmm. minutes a night. Mm-hmm. But I, the when, only reason I interjected is I don't think it's hands down a better situation than what he had in Ottawa. If he's playing as much as he well, did like, in Ottawa, really, then Alex, obviously is Alex Tuck and Roddy Smith really gonna play more minutes? And they're not gonna play more. 
part, but I think for... when you have three, like, you know, really solid Can we options... just put Riley Smith on the third line already? No. Nope. fuck's sake. Just yeah. put Riley but Smith But it's still going to be a good third line, is what I'm saying. Down. So the... That's fine. Yeah. But he can still play 19 minutes instead of 20 or 21. Yeah. I like Tuck. Tuck's, like, not even getting drafted. No, I know. Tuck is ridiculous. We're going to talk about him. Definitely take a peek at Tuck later. Yeah, I'd roster him. Definitely Chuck Tuck on your... On your like idle queue for the end of your uh, your draft, but anyways, number eight, Blake Wheeler, same as Brock had him. Uh, I mentioned it before. He can't go less than twenty, can't go more than thirty goals. Uh, he just doesn't do it. And uh, one hundred and fifty nine assists in his last two seasons. That's phenomenal. Ridiculous. Uh, D uh, mentioned his assist production. Did he lead is, the NHL in assists with like what sixty eight the year before, year and then seventy one? Seventy one last lead the NHL? year. It's uh, it's Let's wild. Go. But I mean, it's tough to top Cooch's eighty seven. Number nine, though, uh, filled the thrill out in Zona. Um, I did mention I wanted to drop some crazy numbers. I do this every single year, and it's because he just keeps adding on. So in the last 10 years, um, you got to put him up there with some of, the, some of the best players. He is sixth in the whole NHL in just consistent games played. We talked about his health. You like that on your roster. Yep. Seventh in goals with 291 in 10 years. 13th in the league in assists with 406. And this is for a, lot, a guy that a lot of people consider a scoring winger. Um, again, 13th in league-wide assist, 9th in points, 8th in power play goals with 88 over 10 years. And finally, the one that I love the most, he's 2nd right behind Ovi in game-winning goals in those 10 years. Uh, guys, game-winning goals is a category. Look at this guy just dropping just stats. dropping The most numbers. stats you've ever dropped yeah. on an episode Thanks ever. Thanks to uh, the site Quaint Hockey they tossed together. Some sweet multiple-year things you can do there. But anyways, um, just letting you know how consistent and how well-rounded Phil has actually been this year. We're not going to talk about his negative 92 or whatever it is over this 10-year span, but... You can let that go. So, Phil, um, consistency and everything, just, you know, we love him on the pod, and he should be loved. Number 10, though, I had to kind of uh, – I had to just make a case for this guy in the top Timo 10. Meyer. I Timo don't know Meyer. if I necessarily wanted him here, but um, I'm surprised you didn't take him, Brock. There's since, just a real drop-off yeah, after that since top Since you guys share just a terrible first name. But uh, Brock Besser oh, out in Vancouver. Oh, I thought you had Besser. I thought you no, had Meyer. I don't. Oh, it's because he doesn't have a Besser. contract. I really – It's the same <laughs> thing, though. Yeah, I think Besser's right there. No, nah, he's going to get it. I just had to make the case. I honestly – I wrote it up, and then I saw Brock had Meyer, and I was like, shit, Meyer's probably better. But, again, I'm making my case. Twenty-six. Just ordered a Brock Besser jersey today yeah. for the record, so kind of you're right. I should have yeah. put him in my top ten. 26, 30, 56 in 69 nice games last year. Um, his shot level nice. or his shot is just some next level stuff in the show. We've talked about it on previous episodes. Um, it's allowed him to shoot 16 percent on um, last year, and just something that it looks like he might be. It, it's a little high, but it, he, he does look like he can keep a 15, 16. Um, but we don't love guys who ride shot high shot percentage. Nonetheless. Um, it's something that if he does keep, I think, across an 82-game healthy season along with uh, healthy Elias Pettersson. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's going way too high in drafts. <laughs> um, but he, he has the potential to be one day, maybe not this year, a 40-40 guy if he can play a full season. Um, again, with that contract, it might make it tough. Uh, but with about 20 minutes of ice time a game, 19, 20 minutes this year, it might be where he's at. Just, it, it depends how hard they decide to ride him. Um, we talked about JT Miller getting a ton of ice. They've never really shied away from riding yeah, their top and, and line. Yeah, top and six. they absolutely should again. Um, this guy had 209 shots last year, 209 in 69 games. Um, we could see I him like hit, it. We could see him hit nearly 250. Maybe make a push for 300 if he decides to just go ape shit on shooting this year, or just become the you know the power play god that I hope he can become if he becomes the number one shooting option. Um, I had to make a case for Besser. That's my case, boys. Who you got five, six through ten, D? Uh, I got Marner six, Stone seven, Tarasenko eight, uh, 
you know, I feel like we talked about the yeah. top six enough. Yeah. Uh, Stone and Tarasenko, I just trusted a little bit more than Kessel moving over to Arizona. Uh, I could easily see Kessel finishing above them at the end of the year. Uh, I just, like I said, just trust their production a little bit more. I have Meyer at 10. There's a lot of guys you could slide into this 10th spot. Um, the Tebow trade is just getting started here yeah. on the DFO podcast. Yeah. I, I, you know, I thought about Besser. I thought about Line A. Um, I don't like Line A a lot this year. Uh, no contract either. No contract ex- either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, all that plays a part into it. I And, you know, the lack of assists with Line A is, you know, really just it's going to hold him back and he's obviously relying on the high shooting percentage Meyer. I, I think, you know, what he did last year is his floor. They're getting sh- started. And he really was held off that first power play unit all season two. Pavelski's gone. There should be a lot more opportunity for Meyer this season. Just like Jake Gensel. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, he'll need to take steps forward for sure. He's going to have to shoot a little bit more and everything else. If he really wants to flirt with a point per game, uh, but there's certainly room for it again. Like there's like, like said, there is Gensel. 40 goal potential here for sure. For sure. He still needs to improve. Oh, yeah. Peripherals need to improve a little bit, but the potential's there. Absolutely. I think uh, like and I just, again, I just trust him a little bit more than a guy like line a, Interesting though, because I might even draft Line A above Meyer if it came down to that, because I feel like you could swing a lot for Line A in a trade still. Yeah. Oh yeah. The value might be there trade wise, and you could probably combine it around later the way things are going. But if I'm being objective about where I think these guys are going to finish this year, I have Meyer at ten. All right. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Here, I feel like I haven't got to talk in a while, and you guys know how much I like to do that. So, Love uh, breakout sort of for me, at me behind the mic. <laughs> Anthony Mantha. Uh, Mantha's current ADP is 152. Uh, I have him ranked about 30 spots earlier at 121. Uh, Mantha, Mantha, sorry, has found a home on the Red Wings top line with Larkin and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, and believe it or not, that was one of the best lines in the NHL in the second half of last season. Uh, together, they have a 55.7 Corsi 4, a 57.9 goals for percentage, and averaged over 30 scoring chances for per 60. Uh, just ridiculous numbers across the board. Yeah. Uh, myth, Manta missed 15 games due to injury last season, but was on a 242-31 and 31 goal pace uh, over 82 games. Uh, he was a prolific scorer in junior, like literally one of the greatest junior scorers of all time, and uh, should play 19 minutes a night next to Larkin including power play one time. Uh, after the trade deadline last season, he had 10 goals and 8 assists in his final 19 games. 18 points in his last 19. Realistically, the one thing and the main thing that Manta has going for him is 19 minutes a night is what he should play this year. Uh, they were reluctant. He didn't have a great start to last year. He you know, flirted with the second line. This year, it's all hands on deck on that first line. It's Bertuzzi. It's Larkin. It's Manta. If they're going to win games, it's going to be because of that line. The do rest we of that, trust Blashill to do yes, the right Yes, it's, it's happening. It's, it's got to happen. If you don't I think the pressure is going to be on him from Steve. Is for, the thing. And for the second that half wouldn't of have been last there season, they Kenny. were together almost exclusively. Like he, he did show for a prolonged stretch that he would keep them together. <laughs> uh, and not to mention, Manta went to the World Championships, uh, you know, be it as it may, the World Championships or the World Championships, but he was ridiculous. He was one of Canada's, if not Canada's best player. At the I think World he's Canada's best player of all time. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah. He was but like the best World Junior player. Wayne. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Sid, I guess, the 2010 Sid. goal. Connor, but Did I uh, mentioned Anthony Mantha. Connor, but Mantha Connor just, has played like what half a tournament, buddy. But if Mantha could Still just, uh, if he Connor. does play 19 minutes a night with Larkin, like so he averaged 17 and a half last year, it's just such a big bump. It's so important. Yeah. Uh, again, his biggest biggest issue is going to be durability. He's missed some time throughout his career, but there's no reason that Anthony Mantha just can't be, you know, insanely good this year. And like, 
Manta's one of those guys, you see it sometimes where they just like skip the 30s and go to 40 goals. Like that shit happens sometimes. And he's like a guy that could legit do that. Like, yeah. you know, 25, 25, yeah, 40 out of nowhere. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like. Crazy. Yeah, like it was, that's what I'm saying. His best Canadian hockey player ever. Yeah. He's never got the ice like, time or no, the opportunity that his play warrants. If you want to win any hockey games, those three have to play together exclusively. Yeah, I'm obviously super high on Larkin this year. So I definitely think Mantha's worth going after as well. Definitely a guy. I think should be rostered uh in standard leagues even you know for me love streaming three or four spots on a roster but i i still would like to own mantha for sure over a full 82 yeah and right now adp 151 like i said or 152 like that's so late but uh beebs or sorry d so who is your uh your breakout will nye i got william nylander uh we had to talk about a biased podcast (laughs) no i actually thought of choosing him so d i I love this pick. Dude. Oh, for sure. I think it's someone we need to talk about this year, obviously, because it's, you know, uh, and a lot of people are expecting it. He's still going inside the top 100 at 98, but should be quite the sizable bounce back from Nylander this year. Obviously, there was uh, a lot of things that went into his abysmal 2018-19 season. No, I didn't hear about it at all being here with Canadian media. Yep. So he scored just seven times with 20 assists in 54 games after his holdout. Uh, I think what hurt him as much as anything was any time one of the least top three centers missed time, Kadri, Matthews, Tavares. Nylander was forced to play third-line center, uh, and that's not going to happen this season. Uh, obviously, Kerfoot's there. They have Spezza as well and some other guys that could move into the middle. I think his ice time is due for an increase, and he's going to be playing the full season alongside either Matthews or even probably better yet, Tavares on the top line if Marner's holdout goes into the regular season. There's simply a lot more opportunity for Nylander this season. Uh, and he talked about how big of an impact missing camp and the start of the he season had on his game and in his confidence. Yeah, yeah, I just think he's in a really good spot this it was year. Terrible. I think he's poised to have a career year. I would not be surprised to see him flirt with a point per game. 30 30, or even know. mimic Marner's production if Marner's out of the lineup and Nylander, you know, turns takes over his role in the power play and everything else. I, I don't think there'd be a huge drop off in production there. Okay, this is where it is so crazy for me. Mimic um is that Last year, this guy was going to like the eighth, ninth round without a contract. Yeah. This year, Marner might not have a contract, and Nylander could be playing on the top line with Tavares or the second line with Matthews. He's going to be in one of those two spots, and he's still going to like same the same spot. spot. Yeah. How does that make any sense at all? Yeah. People were taking him and be like, ah, and he missed like half the season yeah. and was going to the eighth, and then this year he's going to be on the top line. Yeah, half a point line. per game last year, but he. Ice time was down, and ha- dude, when he was playing third line he, he center, was clearly playing good with Connor Brown and Kapanen, like. Played 15 minutes a night. Who, he would have probably been drafted it? in the sixth round last year if yeah. he had a contract. People were still willing to draft him in the eighth. Oh, yeah. He had back-to-back, like, he like had 61 or 62-point yeah, seasons a as a 20 year He'll be fine. Yeah. Like, he fits, you know, breakout. He fits sleeper. He's, like, I just can't fathom. Like, ADP is almost identical, and yeah. he has a contract and a clear opportunity to play yeah. top. Again, like, years. I think a lot of people are onto it, too. It's not that far off of maybe what I expected when I was looking at it, but probably still a good two rounds later than where I'd be taking him. It's just, it, to me, it's just... So it's, much it's, upside there, too, Oh, right? it just makes no sense. And like, if Martin, like, talk about how difficult it is to fill that last, that number 10 spot on the right wing. This is oh, definitely a guy who could, could creep in. Yeah. Even if we're talking points, like, definitely a guy who could finish oh, yeah. top 10 position I can points. guarantee you I'm not dropping a breakout that can fill that top 10 spot. There you go. Yeah. Um, the one thing... It's all so, relative. <laughs> The one thing, story two, um, we, we've talked about Gensel. Um, 
we talked about Meyer having now opportunities yep. to play on the top power play. Now Nylander also has that chance with Kadri being tra- um, traded to Colorado. Yeah, uh, it's a guy who moves off the top power play unit. Whether or not I really they, think he's going to start on the first unit. Too. And whether or not they decide to load up that first unit or not, you know, who knows? <laughs> they, they, There's no they, sense they in half-assing if that's the route you're going to take, which is what Babcock did a lot last year. The and only- Tavares has proven to be like the very best net front presence. At all. Like obviously he's more skilled and he can play outside if he needs to. But having him play the net front. It was like they didn't skip a beat with JVR being gone, right? The only question would so be I, whether or not I, they decide to roll 2D with Barry and Riley. Yeah. Um, who knows? But Which, again, I, Babcock, like Quenville, you know, yes, kind of stubborn a, in that yeah, regard and has a, has a history of that. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, he has an opportunity to play top six minutes and top power play in one of the, you know, the dirtier lineups in the NHL. Certainly the dirtiest, uh, one of the dirtiest top power play units. So there's just absolutely no reason uh, for it not to happen. Uh, also, a bit of breaking news right now. Um well, Ivan Provorov signed a six-year, $40.5 million deal Beeps. while we were on the air. Did you know he was unsigned? Yes. I remember now that you told me. Totally forgot because this is ridiculous and there's way too many good restricted free agents. That there's, like, there's like 14. Tweet at us, guys. At least half of you didn't even know Provorov was unsigned. And that would have been a major story any other year. This is like a franchise defenseman moving forward. Either, so yeah, 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 yeah. I knew Connecting was Oh, I remembered Connecting wasn't. Six point seven five million AAV uh, for Provorov. This is getting the ball rolling. Seems like there's actually some deals going. It's down funny here. because his we last were, season we could this end up paying off Thursday. Big day. And I probably won't release this till Saturday, so it won't okay. be actually breaking news by the time this this gets out there. If you're not on top of your and don't lie to yourselves, there's a lot of you out there who did not know Provorov wasn't signed. Yeah. I need to drop my breakout. Beebs, who's your breakout? Um, I mentioned he's not going to find himself in the top 10, and I can guarantee you that, but I can also probably guarantee a breakout from this guy. And no nickname on this guy because his name is just way too ridiculous. It's Ellie Tolvanen out in Nashville. Wow. I'm going to call him T-Bomb. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's parking himself in what we should consider a very, very decent top six. If on, he makes the team, if he makes the squad. <laughs> um, but I don't know about I don't know if you, you've heard about this what he's been be doing at summer camp. This could be a breakout AHL season. Have you heard about Have you, have you heard about his summer? He's camp? had a ridiculous. Year. He's, he's, he's making the team. It, it, I don't. I don't have. You heard about this? If he makes the team, it's not to play on the fourth line. You heard about this? You seen this? Um, so, anyways, he's got four goals um, in their rookie showcase tournament, and that is not even. I believe playing first line minutes because they're kind of they realize what they got. They're just giving them. They got other guys they got to look at, and uh, he's still their top scorer there. Clearly um, ready for the show. He had himself a seven game tryout over the last two years. A uh, a four game showing last year. He had a goal and an assist, and then three games earlier. So. NHL is fresh to him, but he's not coming in with absolutely no experience. We talked about him as a rookie on this podcast yeah. last year, and he did make someone to look for. Um, <laughs> it's a guy who, at 18 years old in the KHL, yep, with grown men, um, he put up 36 points in uh, 49 games. And that's, grown adult yeah, men, exactly. That's and a league where we've seen child, guys like Panner and Dadanov, and even uh, Brock. A boy, boy amongst men, Brocksboy Damian Brunner, I think, came from there. Right. Um, but uh, we, we've seen some legendary people come across, <laughs> and. Uh, and, and do not too bad. Um, <laughs> I love forgetting about yeah, like I I love, mediocre. I, I literally just threw that name in there. Yeah. Like I don't know how you came up with I've ever seen. But um, for me, if to- if Tolvanen does crack that top six, he's gonna likely play um, according to DFO on a line with Matt Duchesne and Mikel Granlin. <laughs> well, uh, so not if like, he makes a team, it's to play. It's to play top six, top six minutes, top and nine. That, least, that team. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's but not that, like they have. How much better top does six that team get when you bump tourists from right wing? Yeah. Put Tolvanen, a natural right winger, in that spot with Duchesne. 
and then you the have line. Turris centering the third line and Benito centering their fourth line. It just makes that team so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a good team. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them this year. Oh, yeah. I, I literally just wrote a preview the other day, and they were they have the fourth best odds or tied for the fourth best odds to win the Central Division this year. Yeah. When they've had back-to-back Central Division wins over 100 points, now everyone doesn't expect them to win. Well, they only got better. They didn't get worse this offseason. Yeah. But anyways. Well, I, I mean, if you don't want to talk about PK? I, the blue line got a little worse. For it sure. got a little bit worse, but I think Dante it had a Fabro, long way to fall though. Dante Fabro was going to be fine and playing with Matias Ekholm. I think as good as Subban is, type of player as Subban, I think that as good as Subban okay. is, you could like dull out like six of those like premium minutes that he filled to the top three, and it just won't even be noticed, right? Like yeah. Ellis can play a little bit more. Ekholm can play and it's a not like they're going to lose anything on the power play because their power play was already fucking yeah. garbage. He was in the second unit anyway. Yeah, I hated that return for PK though. I like, I would just rather pay him than nine it's and a half just, mil. Well, it's just yeah, his cap it was just so much. Two second round picks is. It's a good deal for it's a good deal for the Devils. Not a lot of people have that much cap space, I guess. And they needed no. a right-handed defenseman to come in and, and, and play the third pair. And he was. They needed a good. Like, they needed a top pair defenseman for sure. The, the Devils. Devils did. Yes. yes. Not yes. the Preds. Yeah, I was no. gonna say the Predators are just fine. No. But uh, okay, let's go over to the Blue Stones here for yeah. one minute. Uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about sleepers and busts at the right wing position. Uh, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you back here in sixty. Welcome back to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed those tunes from the Blue Stones. As always, check them out on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, anywhere else you guys listen to music. They're on there and they're killing it. Um, Shout out to Odd Shark. When are we doing Odd Shark? At the end of the episode again? Yes, Chris Abbott coming up at the end of the episode, bringing you prop bets for right-wingers. His favorite prop bets for the position. There you go. Title sponsor still up for grabs if you're out there. Yes, uh let's move on uh not really the second half if of the you show. or your friend owns a brewery and wants to sponsor the show and That'd also give us free beer that we could drink yeah, a little coldies. too localized though no? yeah yeah but we can Figure it out. yeah but we could whatever just send us a case of beer and be like yo in lcbo's across canada try anyone True. know jimmy buffett True. get land shark that'd be delicious i love land shark love some land shark anyways Wait, jimmy buffett's involved with land shark i believe so i could just be talking on my ass but i believe so I'd I'm say almost, it's about 50-50. Margaritaville, baby. <laughs> I'm almost certain of it. Uh, what do we got? We got to get into our bus. We got to get into our sleepers at the right wing position. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with bus. So we're ending on a more positive note. Beeves. You want to start with bus? I'm That's new. I like it. Changing shit right up. start with bus. Let's People got it. something to smile about at the end yeah. of the episode. No? We no. could talk about some upside I as opposed it. to I'm these guys bring this man right down, that are so. just getting overdrafted right now. Yeah. Beeves, who you got? Uh, someone who shouldn't probably even be drafted this year. But uh, 
taking a shot at TJ um, TJ Oshi. I would call him TJ Soshi, but that's kind of going away because I don't know. Uh, you can still do it. It's a good throwback. We used to always call him that because of those. For people don't forget, but that shootout um, a couple years ago. It was like just, four shootouts. Yeah. yeah anyways, that was, he's a freak. But that doesn't translate to fantasy success. He's a freak. Um <laughs> TJ Oshie shot a ridiculous 17.5% last year. And when you think of guys who can clearly sustain a 17.5% shooting percentage, you think of TJ Oshie. But you don't. Um, but you don't. That only led to him that. scoring 25 goals on 143 shots um, on what is becoming, in my opinion, an aging and less lethal capital squad year by year. Still extremely lethal, don't get me wrong. But at the same time... Um, I just don't love Oshi this year. He was a guy who was kind of a fringe draft. Should have been a fringe draft pick going into last year. Um, and this year, I don't think you should touch him. Mixing the fact that I honestly think that Ricard Panic can jump up into a top six spot at any time and take his spot on that right wing. Windsor alert. Absolute Windsor alert. Um, but that's not necessarily a knock on Oshi as much as I think that he can be a third-line winger, and that might kind of be his role as he gets older, um, not necessarily the scoring winger that he used to be. Um, at, the, at age... The age of 32, um, he's just pre- off a previous season of 18 goals, 29 assists, and 47 points. I'm sorry, I don't want that shit anywhere near my team. I see him going back to that point. Um, he doesn't shoot a lot. He doesn't play 82 games. He's actually never had a season across his, I believe it's 11 or 12-year career, where he's finished all 82 games. He's gotten close. Still hasn't done it. Um, but for me... I just don't love TJ TJ Oshie. I think a lot of people are going to draft you him. Almost just, just say Soshi every time. Every single time, I swear. <laughs> well, what it was was I used to play Chell around that time a lot with him, and it was just always TJ Soshi. Yeah. Anytime he got the puck, um, so I'm back here. But anyways, uh, TJ Oshie, I don't I don't love him. Yeah, he's in the Capitals top six. He's not going to play on their top power play. Uh, not not for me. Brock, me and you were talking about this. The Capitals kind of scare me this year. Yeah, they're not that great. Perspective. Right? I just as good. Uh, yeah, I just think they're, they're being concerned. drafted in a spot where the upside isn't really there. Obviously, Ovi, you know, top yeah, three pick. I'm not concerned about, pick. like, the important guys. Like, I'm not concerned about Ovi. I'm not concerned about Kuznetsov. I'm not really even concerned about Backstrom. Although, like, depends where you get him. He goes too early, seemingly, all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, aren't you I'm worried if... I'm not concerned about Carlson. I'm not concerned I'd be about, worried about one of either Kuznetsov or Backstrom if one of them, like, basically is... Plays I, just away still from think that I, I still year. think that it's going to be Kuznetsov on the first line with Ovechkin. He's going to be fine. And it was that, literally like 50-50 Yeah, last but year. In the, in the, that might even be best-case scenario because you're going to get your points, you're going to not get your points. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, Backstrom's just been such a prolific power play producer. and well, I don't That's, think that's the thing, right? They're all getting older. They've all been so reliant on the power yeah, play for so long. They've just, never been a great team at even strength. It's not for me, man. Uh, I just don't... Like, I don't think this is the year where, like... No, but like, it's coming, right? Like, don't you think it's but, like, coming? Kuznets off too. And they're all going to be overdrafted in the year that it happens? Like, yeah. Kuz is obviously yeah, a little bit separated, but... Because Netsov doesn't have the two-way play to really back it up either, though, if the power play production isn't there. No, I, I, I don't just think where they're all being drafted right now, outside of Ovi, it's like there's not a lot of room for upside there. I still think Kuznetsov is or fine. value, I guess. Like Kuznetsov's fine to me. I have him right around Larkin, Couturier, yeah, guys that are, yeah. uh, you know, same kind of production. First domino Larkin will score. Larkin will score sure. more. I think Backstrom's ADP is back in line. The last few years, he was really getting slept on and disrespected. I think it's yeah. back in line with where it should be. I just think a lot it of them, like Oshi too. There's just not really a lot of value for where they're going. I don't see a lot of. I, it's again. I don't see how these guys really improve on. Their there's production. definitely no. There's, yeah, there's no, no exactly. value. You're not going to get capitals, but like the, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Getting I mean, better. They've, been, they've been great for years. Right. I and think Carlson. That, that's what I mean. That sturdy floor. I think is getting just less. A little bit shakier every year. Oh, absolutely. Enjoy the ride. It's going to end eventually. Like, but like. 
Ovechkin really like, yeah he's still too he's, good he, for sure he, yeah, yeah he's showing no signs of slowing down and he's the yeah OB I just think as a whole they scare me a little bit yeah. no DM right like, there whatever, I think they're all on that age where yeah. we're not getting their best years anymore because one or two guys take a step back at the same year. time yeah yeah trickle down Oshie's for sure the first domino to fall I'm calling it talk about goalies why is my bust in a couple episodes bring up Braden are you guys well yeah like Phoenix if you guys are nervous about if you guys are nervous about Copley. the Capitals as a whole, are you nervous about Braden Holpe? Absolutely. Phoenix Copley is not a good back. I was worried about Braden Holpe last year. Yeah, time. me too. It was a whole thing. I was worried about him the year top five fantasy netminder for you this year? No. I don't think so. Is he a top five fantasy netminder? I think he's right around you, there. Brock. I think he's like, he's right there. There's maybe, maybe, I haven't looked at them. Maybe he's one of the I only guy, guys, he's like one of the only guys in the NHL that you can look at and be like, he's starting 65 for fun. Yeah. I feel like, uh, luck, I feel like he'd probably be around like five, six, seven. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. Yet. I think I have. Him yeah. Like I think I've got him or, uh, because he's going to get a ton of usage. That's like, like yeah, I, I feel like I know, we, but him or Jordan Bennington, who you want to be still over Bennington. Yeah. yeah. Bennington, I don't have, like I have, I have faith in Bennington, but like Bennington, is a lot more risky a pick. You're like, who knows what he's going to be this Bennington's year? Bennington's going to be crazy, but we'll, we should say how that. bad is Bennington have to play that. to lose the starting job? Very bad, right? Like, eh, Jake Allen's kind of you know he actually has a competent there. backup. Yeah, yeah, but not really. And Jake Allen always kills it. Okay, well, this isn't the goalie episode. Yeah, we'll save this one, one for the goalie. Yeah, episode. absolutely, because we could go. Oh, I'm just going to okay. talk about my bust really fast because we've already talked about him. It's Blake Wheeler for more reasons. To do with the Jets than Blake Wheeler himself. Uh, and his current ADP, he's hi- going higher than Giroux, Malkin, Aho. Why shouldn't he go higher than Giroux? They're like Giroux, the same player, but Wheeler's. Just, okay, let me get to all of them. Giroux, sure, sure. Malkin, Aho, Eichel, Point, Huberto, Terrence, Debrinkat, Gensel, Stone, all who I have ranked higher. It's just too steep of a price for a player who's already touched his ceiling. Uh, I don't think he gets back to 70 assists again. I don't think he gets back to 90 points again, and he doesn't have to. I'm not saying he has to. I just think that the Jets have gotten significantly worse this year. Their power play is going to be worse than it has been in years prior. How did they get significantly worse? Well, I mean, you it's lose, the same team. You lose Jacob Truba. You're probably going to lose a Connor yeah. or a Line. They're just they they were they're not they were lose over they were over and even if you do lose Connor Line, you had Nick Ehlers playing 14 minutes last yeah, year. Morrissey over, and Bufflin can assume more they're time. overvalued. I think as a whole. Last Rosalind year, even. they're not like like. I mean, minutes. Brian Little. I just think you're exaggerating center. a little bit. I don't think they're going to be significantly worse. They're still a playoff the, team. How are they not a playoff team? I, in the I, West? I still they're blue line. There's no depth in the West this year. There's a lot of bad teams in the Western. There's conference. a lot of mediocre teams, and they're one of them. <laughs> wow, their blue line is terrible. You're sleeping outside of Morrissey and Buffalo. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Team Brock snoozing too. Who do you who do they have on the blue line outside of Morrissey and Buffalo? Their blue line is average, but their offense is still like There's top no Tyler five Myers, in the league. Who is, yeah, a top four defenseman for them. There's no Jacob Shoes, top two defenseman for them. Now you got like Sammy Niku. Yeah, Ben Sherratt's gone too. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any defensemen. It's a concern, but I don't think it's enough to say they're going to be significantly worse. I don't think, I, I think Hellebuck play played out about his floor no. last year as well. I think Hellebuck's going to be better this year. Hellebuck should be better, but that's fine. I just think like. Outside of that top line, they're really not that good of a team. Yeah, I yeah. think. I I think what's Wheeler's be? ADP? What's We're talking fantasy too, though. So well, you he's got to think goals because I think even about, my top yeah, five like, ranking is below his ADP. Like his top, he's like the a top five, five right now. And he's like I said, he's going ahead of Huberto, Eichel, Point, Aho, Brinkat, Gensel. Would you really would take him over all those guys? I, I, uh, I what was that? he? Yeah, Eichel. You take him over Eichel? No, not Eichel. No. Take him over Braden Point. Take him over Evgeny Malkin. Take him over fucking 
Sebastian Ajo, take him over Huberto. Well, it dude, it comes down to the position too. I mean, obviously you're not as high on him, you know, as Stone or Tarasenko, awesome. but we talked about how deeper center is, much deeper center is. Uh, I think Malkin and Eichler are going a little bit lower. I don't necessarily yeah. think Wheeler's going ridiculously. I high. think what we're, I think what we're really getting at here, and it's less about Blake Wheeler and it's more about holy shit, what's going on in Winnipeg? No, you need to go. And get a Kucherov or a Kane or a Randy yes. or a Pasternak. Fill your holes. You need to like you need to take wingers this year. I think more than ever. Right away. If you take a if you take a center in the first round, like that's fine. You go get McKinnon or Crosby, but yeah. shit. I think that's like equivalent. Like this, it's getting really scarce yeah. at the wing position think, in terms of a, like there's a, yeah. so many elite yeah. centers. It has it, it maybe you know there's not a bad, lot of bad wingers. By elite, you mean there's a lot more centers that are going to flirt with a point per game that, yeah, than yeah. wingers because exactly. basically it's hard to to pick one after Kessler. There's right? There's nine wingers. of them on the right wing. There's probably about there's twenty nine. to twenty five of them that you yeah. could reasonably score. You point get per Larkin game. in the <laughs> in like yeah. the twelfth round right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I, I, just still think, just, I just, I still just, I still just think Wheeler's above those guys. I'd rather have him personally. Pro- I think his production's fine. a lot more reliable. We, to, we can agree to disagree. Hopefully, yeah. right this year. I think your complaints about the Jets still don't really it's, and affect it's even, Wheeler's production, and he's just well, been I so just, steady. I just every did year. not like the decline that that first line took as a whole in terms of like actual puck possession last year. That's fine, but it didn't matter last year. It and didn't I think matter. They're going to be better this year. But they just, I just, the one knock too, and it's I I hate even doing this because Blake Wheeler was one of my favorite guys every year perennial sleeper always got him too late yeah we always talk about this where reality kind of surpasses his actual value I, well, I was li- i was with you in the last couple of years when he was getting drafted in the top two rounds i just think i'd be fine with having him as a third or fourth round pick like a guy who you you could easily imagine getting i just, 90 to I just 100 think points it's so in easy. a good year right oh, so i think easy. his floor is 75 that's the absolute worst yeah, I, but honestly th- to me i'd be shocked if he's less than a point per game but it's different if you find a guy whose floor is 75 and he's scoring 35 goals and four he just doesn't score i know I obviously so easy but again i feel like we've talked about it enough, <laughs> enough but the guys you have behind him i don't like i think that's that's not their floor no and i'm not 100 disagreeing with you it's just the guys that he's being drafted ahead of guys are behind him in our rankings are fine yeah guys are behind him in adp not fine to me yeah let's stay with the jets uh i have patrick line as my bust um you know, as as okay and Let's as confident as I am more. on the Jets yep. uh, and their offense this year. I, I think line A was the perfect example of why it's so dangerous to bank on a guy shooting uh, 17, 16, even 15% year after year. Line A shooting percentage, I mentioned it last episode, he stayed at a respectable 12.2% last year uh, <laughs> and still resulted in a 14 Other players were off. like, yo, he shot 12%. It was like identical <laughs> shot totals, shot 12%. Still above average, fourteen goals Expect last regression year. Expect regression for before. this guy because he's shooting twelve percent. Yeah, line it's, it's like yeah, it dropped seven uh, percent. Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's all relative, right? But uh, until he proves himself to be a reliable two-way player, too, uh, you can't really imagine his ice time going up. Uh, it's weird to have like a franchise player that everybody seems to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. obviously he's the still talent. Like, what, year th- Four the talent's immense. I think you know he's going to continue to be a force on the power play. Still one of the best goal scorers in the league, talent-wise. Uh, the lack of assists, it really makes him one-dimensional. Uh, very unstable floor. I think his ceiling is a lot lower than people think. He's a great player, starting winger in fantasy, but he's just going a little too early for my liking. What's his ADP right now? 41.9. Uh, 
It's crazy because like this time last year he was like twenty two. Yeah. yeah. He Late was third, top early three, forward, early yeah, winger. Exactly, right? And I, I think it's I was expecting him to be a little bit more on value this year, and it's just not there for me right now. Uh late third, early fourth round. Uh so Brock, you know, you got Wheeler's your bust, you got Line A going five picks after that. A guy, you know, had fifty points last year. So uh like I, I just he think he's like going way too early. Upside if all goes well. Yeah, but what's all goes well? You should. Not, I'm not saying he's going to. I'm I know. Not, I'm not. I know. <laughs> what like really, you know, I got but 110 but point upside if all are, goes people well. People are like, people are looking at yes. him like, well, he yes. could score 40 for funsies this year. Well, they're like thinking he's going to bounce back and score 40, and it's like, yeah, that could happen. And even if he does, he's still going to have 65 points. And you're taking him over guys that are, you know, could top 90 I think, at that I think point. That me and you aren't even totally disagreeing on players right now, but we're. I think I just value goals more than you do, and then you value points more, and that's where we've really. Uh, I value goals more, but when it's like a guy who's no, I'm saying like I value goals more than you do. Like we just, I, I think we. There's a just there's a yeah. I mean, you in play that. in a, one of those leagues though. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I'm not even talking about those. I just I think it's just so much. You harder play in to a league goals. where goals are like no. I, twice I'm not, the points. I'm not, when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about. I'm that agreeing league at with all. You. Yeah. But um, sleepers, Beebs, be a diva going out of here for a minute. Yeah. I'm what just do you got? Sitting back, looking good, feeling good. Um, what a- other podcast can you find this quality of content yeah. and this type of banter? This type of banter, and then you just get hit with some. Little what do you beeps. do though? Eh? you're sitting in your draft and you're like, Blake Wheeler's sitting there on the board. And you're like, <laughs> do I agree with B Brock or do I agree with D? Like, what do I do here? But I think yeah. we're still, like you. You just think he's going a little early, right? Obviously. Yeah. No. I yeah, still like. A, I still have Blake Wheeler as like my seventh or eighth right winger. Like I like Blake Wheeler a lot. Yeah. This and we're talking about guys who, if we're being honest about it, it is a toss up over a full eighty-two game season, right? Who we're, knows? Yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah, not like missing I, five games. If it to comes make a down to it, and, and Blake Wheeler's there at like fifty-five for me. Yeah. I'm I mean, probably taking. Blake it's all Wheeler tiers. Still, right? like, yeah. yeah. It's just it all It all depends what my team looks like at the time. I just think like. The guys I said I would take before him, especially if I take a winger in the early rounds. Yeah. I'm taking an Aho before him. Right. Sorry. Back to you, Beats. Good. Um, I got Cam. No, it's not a diet. Atkinson. Um, <laughs> after what was just... He just watches us argue and then just he's like, what can I call this he guy? He had his head down for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, he's working on I had that one absolutely buried there. But um, after uh, what was... Considered kind of an absolutely terrible uh, power play season for Atkinson last year. Eight goals, six assists. Um, after the year before, we talked about him being almost an elite source of power play production. Um, he kind of shocked the world by still putting up 41 goals, which had him tied for sixth in the league, which is wild. Um, I can say this is one guy legitimately in all of fantasy hockey I've played. Never ne- I, I don't guy. think I've has I anyone just, ever just, owned I, him. I've never bought it. I don't think I've ever owned him either. That's why I was when is I was even a real I was like, player. Shit. But um, you guys know how much I love that PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, as his center. I talked about it last week. Uh, kind of the same idea. There's just not a lot going on um, out there in Columbus. And this is somewhere I think Atkinson um, won't necessarily hurt his value, but he won't help his value because he lost the talent around him to set him up. But at the same time, he's now going to get the more opportunities. So I think it'll kind of leverage out. As a 41 goal scorer, I don't necessarily see see that being reproduced. But if he when can has get, a 41 goal scorer ever been a sleeper? That's the following wild, year? <laughs> right? Sixth best in the league. That's just crazy. Um, but anyways, um, it makes him an elite option for goals. Just where he's being drafted at, he's being taken in the tier of guys like Tom Wilson, Brandon Gallagher. Um, you know, those are just two of the names that I saw there that I didn't necessarily want to touch. Anywhere close to 41 goal scorer 
Cam Atkinson. I feel like I I feel like I've never owned yeah. Cam Atkinson because he always goes a little yeah. rich, like a little early yeah. for my liking. I don't but think then, he's like, going to, this year. Yeah. Everyone's just reacting to like Columbus, yeah. you know, really not being very good this year. But like yeah. I can, we always talk. Somebody's got to score goals. Yeah. And two hundred ninety-one shots lead that team ago. in goals. It's for sure Atkinson. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't think any of us are expecting to get back to 41 no. goals. Yeah, but honestly, even if he shoots... He, yeah, but at, he, at a but full 82, 30-30 for fun, right? Yeah, I mean, if he shoots at a 10% sure. clip, he's getting about... Like, he averages around 300 shots a year. Yeah. So he shoots he's 10%, scoring. which is <laughs> super easy for he him to do. He could very easily shoot, score 35. Yeah, especially where he lines up on that power play with Seth Jones. It's either him or Seth Jones who's taking the first shot. And that, yeah. that, that's, that bodes quite well It's going to be interesting to see what that first line can do. Yeah. The, I think the first month's going to be really telling. Yeah. Dubois and Atkinson were, like... If you look at their five v five numbers Kill. away from Panarin last year, terrible. Yeah, um, but, but it was a rel- it's small sample size and it's all like staggered, right? So it'll be interesting to see what happens right now. On NHL.com. What we're not yeah. buying into so, not buying into Gustav Nyquist right now. Not at five v five. No, he's I'm not at our time. I'll send him on a breakaway all day long. Just have him hang out at the red yeah. line. It's crazy though. This is a guy who again NHL.com on their fantasy rankings had him twenty first out of right wingers, and again sixth. In league-wide, among all positions and goals last year, I just really like taking that risk on this guy. I think he's uh, he's worth it with the opportunity there and the clear ability to Geno. What a steal from the sixth round for Columbus. That's, that's crazy, eh? Yeah, not too shabby. Little guy, 40-goal scorer. Easy pick. Yeah, I have him uh, ranked at 87 overall. Yeah. Right winger, number 17. All right. He should uh, score. That's probably about where he should be. That's why I think, yeah. All right, my sleeper from the Carolina Hurricanes, Andre Svechnikov. Uh, we may have talked about Svechnikov more than any other player last year because the breakout seemed to be on the horizon all season long. Uh, finished his rookie campaign with a respectable 20 goals and 17 assists in 82 games. However, he played just 14.39 average time on ice, but the Hurricanes are probably taking the training wheels off this year. Uh, if he plays even just 60 minutes per game, he'll probably be over 200 shots, and there has to be more power play production than just five power play assists. Uh, from a season ago, which Justin Williams gone, he played a lot on the top unit last year, which is crazy. Uh, you imagine Sveshnikov would take that spot, uh, but wrap your head around this: he could play on the right wing with Sebastian Aho and Nino Niederreiter. Uh, which, to me, if that happens, the second-year player will just absolutely go off. Uh, to me, he's going super, super late. Um, he's an absolutely phenomenal third right winger on your roster. You can pick up right now in like the 11th or 12th round. Uh, sky's the limit for Sveshnikov, really. Uh, we talked about him just last year. His shot volume is superb for a player that played as little as he did last year. And his shooting percentage at the start of the year was dismal. Uh, I did finally get up around 10.5%, uh, which allowed him to finish with 20 goals. Yeah. Uh, he was a really good second half player last year. I, you know, there's just so much, so much opportunity for him this year. Uh, you know, they didn't really add on the right side. They added on the left side. They lost Justin Williams. He's got a clear path to play top six, if not top line minutes this year. So, uh, to me, Sebastian Aho, absolute, or sorry, Seba- Andre Spechnikov potentially playing with Sebastian Aho, yep. absolute steal right Just now. Just stay away from Ovi. Don't fight him. Yeah, don't get knocked out by Ovi. Yeah. Did you see that, like, uh, Svechnikov's been, like, apparently taking box, been, yeah, boxing lessons for years? That's ye- why he felt he could take him. Well, yeah, he's been taking bo- boxing lessons for years, and then, so somebody interviewed him the other day, and they were like, so, like, who do you think, like, the best boxer of all time is? And I guess, like, without even skipping a beat, Svechnikov just goes, Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, it's not, uh... <laughs> best boxer of all not time. Not dumb. But, but uh... uh 
D, we'll go to you. You got the final say on uh, on your sleeper. Yeah, I I think you guys nailed it with yours. I don't think there's a lot of other uh, overly obvious ones, so I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of names uh, that I think are being a little bit undervalued right now where they're going. Uh, Kyle Palmieri, 146 right now, uh, going around the uh, late 12, early 13th round. you know, if we're expecting big things out of Hall and Heischer or Hughes, we should naturally be expecting uh, another strong season from Paul Mary. I think if he's healthy, especially if Hall's healthy, I really like Paul Mary to get to around 30-30 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Paul Mary's yeah, like, like his ceiling seems to be a little capped, but goal production-wise, yeah. he's like almost a lock for 30. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of upside there, but I do think he's being drafted about two or even three rounds later than he probably should. Just because I... It, Again, it, it's uh, it's always tricky betting on like players staying healthy. But if if Hall's healthy, like I, I think Palmieri's a lock. For I'm totally, totally a million percent comfortable with Kyle Palmieri as my number three, yeah. like right winger. Exactly. Like, right? So so happy. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, Michael Granlin, 156. Right yeah, now, he, I wrote ADP. about him on Minnesota the other day, or yeah. naturally the late other day. 13th round ADP. Uh, you Could know, if that power play gets going, I, I'd imagine he'd be a part of it. I don't think Arvidsson's spot on that top line is locked down for full 82 games now. Uh, especially with Granlin being there. Like, I definitely think there's a chance that, you know, he could end up playing with Forsberg. Or I just think, like, even if he plays point. with Duchesne, he's laughing. Yeah, it's a it's a good spot to be in for sure. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him return to his Minnesota level of production uh, playing in that top six, especially if that power play takes a step forward. What's his ADP right now? Do you have it? 156. Point Ooh, five. That's super late. Late thirteenth round. Ridiculous. Yeah. Late. Uh, Alex Tuck, one hundred sixty first right now. So late. A lot Podcast of upside still them. there. Uh, you know, again, it comes down to whether or not they're going to pull back on Riley Smith's ice time. I think it would help Stone and Tuck a lot. For me, if I'm coaching that team, I'm giving each of them eighteen minutes a night, uh, and I'd have them both on that top unit as well. I think Tuck could really produce in that sort of situation. So I just think there's a lot of upside here because uh, that could potentially happen. Uh, Travis Konechny, one hundred sixty sixth right now unsigned so keep an eye on that they're not particularly close by the sounds of it no uh connecting you know this is where it gets annoying like yes the guy's good but he hasn't really shown it yet he's had like back-to-back 45 point seasons yeah what are you holding out for take a nice little bridge contract four million a year go go nuts right uh show us what you got i think he gets signed like what's what's the point in connecting holding out come on does anyone really care? Uh, the two things before you yep. get ready to go yeah. together, guys. I just got the, three more. The one guy, uh, so let's go back to Tuck for a second. I mean, if he plays top six, we're talking about him playing uh, on the right side. Yep. He's going to have either Marshall or Patch Reddy on the left side. Phenomenal. Carlson, Stassi on the middle, both solid yep. centermen. Tuck, if he plays a full year, if you could give me 82 games of Alex Tuck in the top six, yep. my God. And I think he's on the first unit. So Love it. I yeah. really think he is. He, he should be. He yes. Well. You'd imagine. Yeah, and I think he will be. Uh Tyler Bertuzzi, 170, yes. 170th right now. Um, I just think there's a lot of upside there. I'd Take him be, in the last round and you're laughing. It's He's like the type of player that I want to – I'd take him to fill the last spot on my roster and All essentially day. treat him like a streamer for the first week. And it's if he has a hot start, too. I'd definitely give him the run. Because uh, like you, Brock, I think that first line is going to be really good. If – you know, it's your only good line. I hope Blashell's a little more consistent in his lines because I think if he consistently rolled out Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha together, all three of them would be fantasy relevant and worth rostering. Uh, you get you get uh, Zadina in the lineup too. Maybe he plays in that top uh, power play unit, elevates that top line a little bit more. Uh, you know, you've got Zadina Green and that full top line on the top power play unit. Yeah, you're looking at a you know a fairly dangerous unit. Uh, There's some upside the there and a lot of value so. as to where they're all being drafted. Absolutely, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like wings Larkin, are being slept on. Larkin. Manta, 
and Bertuzzi are like like so valuable in fantasy now. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Bertuzzi dual wing eligibility too, by yes. the way. Pavel Buchnevich uh, could oh, very Buch. well end up occupying the right wing spot next to Zibanejad and Panarin. Obviously, there was some issues, uh, probably like, uh, for lack of a better word, behavioral issues last year that ended up really affecting his role in the team. Towards like. the end of the season, they really started trusting him with the first-line role in minutes. Yeah. He produced, I think we only expect Zibanejad to be better. Uh, a little bit of regression coming there, but Panarin should offset that. Yes, I think Buchnevich playing a full season there. You know, right? Like we've always actually liked Buchnevich a lot. The problem is that we've seen it with Buchnevich before. That guy could legit play anywhere from first line with Panarin, yes. and uh, and and that's the concern. But it's the same thing as Bertuzzi, yeah. uh, yes, another guy you can get on your final uh, roster spot. Keep him for a week or two. See if. How the situation is playing out. Have to wait that long. You and no yeah, you know, the opportunity needs to be there, but it, there's potential for sure. Uh, other one jumping back up a little bit. This is the last one Matt Zuccarello, 159th. I just think his usage is going to be through the roof in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he'd easily repeat what he did last year and be worth, you know, owning at the bottom of your roster. Yeah. A guy we talked about last year, too, that I wanted to throw in here is Kevin Fiala. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Russo, literally one of the best beat writers in the NHL, uh, has Russo project, or nice. sorry, has Bats. Fiala projected to skate on the top line with uh, Eric Stahl and Jason Zucker. Nice. Uh, with Zuccarello slotting in with uh, Luke Kunin on the second line. <laughs> uh, probably just to help him out a little bit. Such a bad uh, And give him a little playmake, uh, playmaking ability. But uh, so Fiala's a guy we hyped a lot last year. His shot volume is really good. Um, the move to Minnesota should only help, uh, you know, increase his ice time. Uh, and that's really kind of all we were asking for, similar to a guy like, you know, Niederreiter. So uh, Fiala is another guy. He, he was barely being drafted right now that you can kind of fill that last uh, roster spot. But uh, that's the uh, right wing preview episode, season five, episode four. Uh, tune back in early next week where we will take a look at the defense and the goalies. So uh, I'm Brock Segan. We got Dylan D. Bertham to my left, Michael Beams Bonnie to my right. Uh, it's been fun, boys, and can't wait to talk about some defense for the goalies next week. Drafts are coming. It's almost time. Baby, Peace. be my fire. Baby, be my flame. Episode four of the Daily Face Out podcast. I'm once again joined on the line by Chris Abbott of Oddshark. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing great, Brock. How are you, man? Good. I hope uh, some of our listeners laid the bets that you gave us last week uh, or uh, last episode, sorry, on the left wingers because that's what you're here for. You're here to make uh, us and some listeners some money. So uh, let's get right into it and talk about some prop bets for the right wingers. Who do you like uh, from this position? Um, there's a few out there. I think uh, to keep an eye on Miko Rantanen in Colorado would be very, very prudent this year. 
Um, he's he shows up on the odds list for a lot. He's thirty to one to win the Art Ross. He's tied with Alexander Barkov, Austin Matthews, Taylor Hall to be top scorer in the league. And when you think about it, the fact that uh, McKinnon is eleven to one, Rantanen at thirty to one looked pretty good to me. I got to say, he's also at twenty to one to have the most assists in the league. He's thirty to one, uh, as I said, to win the Art Ross. So um, that's uh, that's a guy I look at. I, I thought he was uh, phenomenal last season, so I really like that. And as I look at like at Yahoo Fantasy, he's ranked as the number five right winger there. So I like that for sure. Um, again, we talked about DeBrinket and Timo Meyer, who you can get as right wingers. Um, I don't have them on any of these lists. I would expect them to show up. Uh, that's the beauty thing about the awards anyway, is that you can always uh, jump on it during the season. Um, Nikita Kucherov, obviously, I think we've got to look at him again uh, as a hard candidate and as an Art Ross candidate. He's currently the he's tied with Connor McDavid for most points, or that's the projection in, in the preseason. So um, that's a two plus 275. And he is uh, way ahead of Patrick Kane at 18 to one. However, man, I love the way Patrick Kane finished the season last year. Um, the way the Chicago Blackhawks play the game, I don't think you can count out Patrick Kane for a, a run at the scoring title this year. No, Patrick Kane was phenomenal last year. Uh, I just want to get back to Miko Randon for a second. Yeah, we all love him on this show. Uh, Beebs is a massive Avalanche fan, so he loves him more than anybody. Uh, but you said Yahoo has him ranked at the number five right winger. We actually have him ranked tenth overall and number three right winger at daily faceoff. Uh, so we like him even more. And I think that this guy has uh, the one bet I like the most for him is to lead the league in assists. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good bet. But like you said, uh, we talked about it last episode with Leon and McKinnon. This is kind of the same situation, or sorry, Leon and McDavid. This is kind of the same situation with Brandon and McKinnon, except they're absolutely one hundred percent going to play together. And uh, with you get Miko Rantanen at thirty to one to lead the NHL in points, um, I think it's obviously a bit of a long shot. But if that team is you know half as good as they were last year, which they should be for sure, um, Miko Rantanen has a really good case, uh, at least at that value point. You, you know, you don't have – there's a lot of value there preseason. And, you know, if they go off in the first couple of weeks of the year, um, that's obviously going to dip down a lot. So I really like Miko Randon, uh, A, to lead the NHL in assists, but also, you know, take a shot in the dark at him leading the NHL in points. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, of course, my favorite, I think, right winger in the league, which is hard for a guy who grew up cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but David Pasternak is phenomenal. Uh, we've got him at 45 to 1 to win the Art Ross. That's pretty long odds. That's good value, even though I don't know that he'll do it. 25 to 1 to win the Hart. I think this guy uh, is an MVP type player. I'm interested to see what the Bruins do this year. Uh, at 25 to 1, he's um, you know just behind Patrick Kane, who is 20 to 1 in terms of right wingers, and Kucherov is plus 550. So I don't mind that Pasternak at 25 to 1. To win the Hart Trophy, uh, I think he's a likable guy. I think that goes into the Hart Trophy voting sometimes, and uh, he, if he stays healthy, could be the top scorer on his team. Yeah, I think uh, he's also twenty-five to one to lead the NHL in goals, uh, which I think is a good bet. This is a guy that could end up, uh, you know, with forty, forty-five, and sometimes that's enough to get the job done. So. Uh, I like Pasternak there as well. He's one of my favorite right-wingers uh, as well. Uh, we have him ranked just behind Rantanen as the number four right-winger um, on daily face-off. 
Uh, and it's just interesting because he's you know right there with guys like Vladimir Tarasenko, who Tarasenko had a bit of a down year last year. Uh, so if you're getting them at the yeah. same value point, I think that Pasternak is is a safe bet here in the preseason. Um, the one guy I wanted to talk about um, really quickly was you did mention uh, Debrinkat. He is at fourteen to one to lead the NHL in goals. Is that a little too high uh, for you, even though you love him, or do you think he has a legitimate case to lead the NHL in goals? Yeah, I think he should be uh, odds wise. He should be lower, but I think it's possible because uh, when him and Strom get going, that's pretty exciting. That never happened until a little bit into the season last year. But I do think the way they finished the year, um, the way they finally kind of turned the page with the the new head coach and got past the Joel Quinville era, I think uh, I think it's a good bet that he might do it. I don't love the number though, but I like it a lot better than Patrick Line at eleven to one. I'll tell you that right now. I was just going to bring that one up as well because yeah, that is a guy coming. Talk about a guy coming off a down year, uh, still to be you know the fourth or fifth best odds to lead the NHL in goals is pretty incredible. I mean, I guess it does speak to just how ridiculous his shot is, and you have to mm-hmm. give him some respect uh, from the odds makers. Uh, before we go, I guess the one guy that I that just popped out to me that I love is Victor Arvidsson at one hundred and fifty to one. This is a guy that routinely scores thirty plus goals every year, and if the Predators power play even gets a little bit better than the league worst 13% from last year. Who knows what Arvidsson could end up doing? I mean, at such long odds, I think it's worth taking a little bit of a flyer on. Well, you guys will know this from the fantasy world. Um, A lot of times guys that fly under the radar in these markets that aren't necessarily, um, you know, original six or spotlights, big cities, even though Nashville is is a very popular city. um, These guys don't necessarily have the value that they deserve. So I'm with you on that. Uh, even Alexander Barkov uh, in the same category as most goals at uh, at sixty to one in Florida. I think Florida's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, at least I hope they do. Gosh, they seem to have done everything right. But um, yeah, I think it's the same thing in betting as it is in fantasy. Is that you can get guys if you do the research, do the work, watch enough games. You can find bets that other people just let go by the wayside because there's so many games. And from a North American perspective, the money and the betting that actually comes in on the NHL is a lot lower than it is for the NFL, college football, NBA. And that sometimes gives bettors in that market a really good opportunity to capitalize on something that you might think is long odds, but uh, maybe it's just hasn't been paid attention to by the books. That stuff happens. Great insight, Chris, as always. And uh, we look forward to you joining us again next week where we talk about some defensemen and some goalies. So, Chris, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Brent Burns right now is the odds uh, leader to be the Norris Trophy winner. So we'll get into that stuff next week. Awesome. Talk to you next week. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.